0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. Good evening. I'm Simon Marcel. The accent is French. Bienvenue in The Rendezvous. I just watched an extraordinary documentary called Mystify about Michael Hutchins. I don't know if you remember him or not. It really matters how old you are for this question because Michael Hutchins was the lead singer of In Excess. And so in the 90s, even in the 80s, it was just extraordinary. And I've seen him in Paris with his girlfriend, Elena Christensen, and many times, and and other people like that. And sadly, he died in 97. And um in the in the whole movie, you hear music. Music reminded me of you know my love life in the 90s. And and I wanted to ask you this question, and you can check my social media and vote. When you hear a certain song, do you reminisce about a past partner? Because I do sometimes. I hear a song, I remember a song we listened together. And I get into a reminiscent mood, so I just want to know if you do, too, when you listen to music. Check out my social media, therendezvousshow.com, and vote. Your questions are next. 855-905-8255. That's my number. Taylor, bonjour.
2: Bonjour, Simon. I was actually just calling because I'm in a situation right now with a relationship that I've been in for about two years now. And I recently found him in bed with another woman. And um, we have a very strong bond and a very unique connection. And we're very much in love, but I've been just finding some difficulties with moving on from this and if I can even do so. So I just kind of wanted some clarity on what you thought of the
1: situation. So, first of all, I'm sorry that happened. So exactly, you came home one day and you found him in bed with another woman, right? Yes. And then what happens after that?
2: Um, I mean, she left immediately and we spent the whole day basically just talking about a lot of things that came about. And I don't know, it's just been very difficult because it's a lot of mixed emotions. Like half mm-hmm. of me wants to stay and half of me feels like that I, he doesn't deserve that.
1: Um, i got to ask you a tough question, but bear with me. Why would you want to stay with a man who's done that to you? after two years? It's
2: a strong connection. It's hard to let go. Neither one of us can stay away from each other and it's just a very intense love and I just don't know whether to stay or just let it go.
1: But when, just remember, you enter the room, you realize he's making ooh with another woman in front of you. Do you think he's loving you when he does that or do you think he's hating you when he does that?
2: Probably more hate or just blocking it out
1: in total. Don't defend him because if you defend him, you don't defend yourself. So here's my point. I'm not going to tell you what to do because I can tell you're still very attached and intoxicated by this relationship. And it takes time to heal and it takes time to detox. But my only advice is to follow your intuition and ask yourself always that question. Why would I want to stay with a man who did this to me? where I could find another man who would be better than him for me and not break me into pieces.
2: Yeah. So,
1: good luck to you. I know it's very, very, very difficult, okay?
2: Yeah. Well, I appreciate your help and your clarity on the situation.
1: That's what I'm here for. Good luck to you and have a good night. Thank you. How do you know you're actually in a toxic relationship? Well, I'm going to tell you that next, so stay with me. What do you think are the signs you are actually in a toxic relationship? So the first sign is the ups and the downs, the high and the lows. The fact that it goes super high and super lows. It's the same signs that a drug addict feels with heroin, cocaine, and some other drugs. It's the high and the lows. And when you have the lows, all you think is an excuse to get back on what makes you feel high even if it destroys you, even if little by little it puts you down. And so if your relationship resembles in any form or way what I just described, and you're thinking about it, you're obsessing about it, obsession is a huge sign too, obsession and highs and lows, then you are in a toxic relationship. And I've been in one of them, and I want to share with you my story so you don't do like me, you can do much better than me. My story is next. So, how do you know you are in a toxic relationship? Well, let me be honest, in my early days, I had no clue. And I met this wonderful French woman from Corsica, the little island south of France. Very passionate, uh, a lot of highs, a lot of low, a lot of drama. And um, I felt the super high and the super low and the super high and the super low. And I obsessed about her. I was in college, obsessed. And then it's my therapist Actually, it saved me from all of that. When he asked me that very question, when it was a day of laws, he said, but why would you want to go back to a woman who makes you feel that bad? And he told me, described to me the relationship. It was like one of an addict, and he saved me. So if you're obsessing about somebody like crazy and you have the high and lows, maybe reach out to a shrink too. It will help you tremendously. I owe this one to my shrink, really. I could not be more grateful. Shrinks are great. I'm all in favor of shrinking. (laughs) Anyway, you call us next on the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me about your relationship, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Julia.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: What is going on with you tonight?
3: Well, I'm noticing a trend in my dating life, and I'm noticing that um, every time I I seem to meet a a man and we start dating and going on a few dates, none of them want to become exclusive. They all want to keep the door open and, and see what else is out there, and they're not looking for exclusivity in anything, and I just I can't figure out why.
1: So basically, um, you mean that when you date, after what? After when do you start talking about it? A month later? Two months later? What? What do you think is your time frame to ask somebody you're dating? You know about I'd say exclusive? I think
3: about two, three months in.
1: Okay, and then you ask the guy that you want to be exclusive, and mostly they say no, right?
3: Yeah.
1: Okay, uh, just curious. When was the last time a guy said yes?
3: It's been years. Um,
1: years. Wow.
3: Years. I'd say about four years.
1: Four years that you've been dating guys over and over and no one says, yes, I want to be exclusive. Right. Okay. Another question. How do you meet these guys? Online? Uh, through friends? At work? What's your uh, go-to to meet guys? I the
3: majority guys? are online.
1: Okay. Any specific website do you use? Tinder. Well, <laughs> that explains. And then
3: there's well, that I, I understand part of it, but then, you know, there's another one. It's called Hinge. And a lot of my friends told me it was a little bit more serious, but I, I'm finding that it isn't.
1: Okay. So if you have those, those the website like Match and others, Harmony.com, when people pay for it, there's, you, you'll find out usually people that are more willing because they invest also to find a partner. So uh, Tinder is really known for Ooh La La. And, and light right relationship so the other I don't know it but if it's not working for you I really think that it would be worth giving a shot for three months to a uh, match.com harmony and things where guys you know so women everybody's more serious and investing a little bit of money in it they want it to work it's not just about finding ooh-la-la
3: okay you're kind of <laughs> saying that when money is involved maybe somebody's gonna be a bit more serious
1: Oh, absolutely! I mean, if somebody invests in something, they want a return, right? If you buy an equity on the stock market, right. you want a return. If if everything is free, you don't care. So I think there is right. this this situation where uh, Tinder and other things makes you know get together very quick, very friendly, and all this. But I think if you want results, you have to invest to have a a quality of guys that are more into relationships than just ulala. Okay. All right, Julia, thank you so much for your call. Good luck to you.
3: Simon, thank you very much.
1: I guess we have to talk about the signs for you to know that you are wasting your time in a new relationship because it's going to go nowhere. So let's talk about those signs next on The Rendezvous. What are the signs that you're wasting your time in a new relationship? Meaning... It's going to go nowhere. And just like my last caller, Julia, said, you know, I've been dating all those guys from the Tinder and other website, uh, other online apps, and nothing happens because no one wants to be exclusive. Well, that's everybody's right, of course. But what are the signs that you're wasting your time? I think the number one signs, there's no communication. It's only about ooh You're not being introduced. And you are in the shadow. You don't meet friends, families. And most important... No one talks about the future together. The holidays, nothing. It's all about here and now. Now, I know that because I made many mistakes, and I want to share with you what I did so you don't do like me, you do better than me, and I'm glad to share that next. So, I got to be honest, in my 30s, when I moved to the States and I was single, you know, because of the difference of rules of when the exclusivity starts, in France, it starts at the first French kiss, right? I mean, you can break up the next day, but you can't kiss 100 people and say it's okay to be non-exclusive. But here it is. And so I, I did uh, exactly what uh, Julie's facing, is that I, I I you know was seeing different people and never wanted to be exclusive. I enjoy the law of the land, just enjoy. But then a girlfriend told me really that that, that was not fair and I should be more honest from the beginning that there was no chance to be exclusive and all this and she was hurt and then I was feeling bad and hurt too and I decided to change in my 40s. So I think that remember if a man or woman dating doesn't talk about future, keeps you in the shadow and you never meet anybody, don't wait for the answer. We're not going to be exclusive. Just leave the ship before it sinks. Okay. Don't do like me, do better than me. That's the point of this show. And you call that next. Any question about your relationship? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Kat.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: What is going on with you? How can I help you?
2: Um, So I met someone I really like about two months ago but I'm really feeling confused. I I really believe if a man is interested in you, he's going to text you. He's going to try to set up outings to spend time with you. And I feel like he's doing less of that as time goes by. I feel like I'm the one initiating texts and planning get togethers. And I would naturally take a hint at this point, but a few weeks ago he did invite me to go to Sweden with him and like a cuckoo person, I got very <laughs> excited. Uh, I I asked for time off from work, and I bought a ticket. And now I'm just mm. left wondering if I should
1: just cancel this trip. So, you bought the ticket for, for Stockholm, right? For Sweden?
2: For Sweden, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a refundable ticket?
2: They are refundable, yes.
1: That's the good news. Because... <laughs> Because and I don't mean, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer cat, but here's the thing: How excited are you to go there?
2: I'm very excited because we're going to be right above or below the Northern Lights. It's going to be a cabin on top of a lake. It, it sounds amazing. So, so I am excited. You, I'm just excited.
1: <laughs> now you're anxious because all the signs that you described to me—his lack of communication, his slowdown—what do you think it means?
2: I I would assume that he's really not interested but the trip mm-hmm. confuses me.
1: <laughs> so did you ask him what is going on?
2: I did. I did um let him know I was slightly concerned and that I was considering this. He's like, "Why? I like you. I like your your energy. Um I like your presence." That's what he told me. It's mm-hmm. just very not but clear.
1: Is- <laughs> yeah, it's also, I mean, it's non-committal, right? I mean, it's. I find it a little cold to say to somebody, I like you, I like your energy and all of this. It's not exciting. I don't want to call it hot. It's just not what I would say to a woman I would invite to Paris because I'm French, you know. So I yeah. feel, if we're 100% honest, that is not as excited than you are.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so
1: that could be. I propose to you that you get your money refunded. That's why I've asked you if you could do this so you don't waste a dime. And you tell him that you don't really feel like it anymore and maybe some other time.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Will do. All
1: right. Good luck to you and have a good night.
2: Good night, Simon.
1: Now, I got to go to my voicemail because my producer Jill saying that I got to go listen to that voicemail. Somebody needs my help. So I am here for that. And that is coming up next remember, if you have a question for me, I mean 24-7, you just dial 855-905-8255 and leave me a voicemail with your question, and I'll get to it, like for this one.
3: Bonjour, Simon. This is Dominique, and I'm calling because I have this issue. Um, Well, I met this guy at a co-op in Atlanta when I was visiting, and we ended up hanging out and doing the ooh-la-la, and he kind of sold me a lot of promises and went ghost. And so now I'm transitioning back to Atlanta, and we're back in communication, and he's promising me, like, this life of fantasy, a home and children and a garden. And I just didn't know whether or not I should really take it that seriously or not. Um, but I love your show, and I'm really looking forward to hearing back from you.
1: Dominique, um, thank you for the voicemail. What should you do if a man promised you the world and didn't deliver the first time and does it again? I'm going to tell you next what to do. Say you've met somebody one time, you had ulala, and that person promised you the world while and before and after the ulala, but then ghosted on you. And then you're about to move to the same city, so you reconnect, which... Dominic in this voicemail just said, and then the, the communication starts again, and she's wondering as he's promising the world to her again. Should I believe it or give him a chance or not? Well, Dominic, remember that saying: Fool me once, shame on you; fool me twice, shame on me. Don't believe the hype, please. Many men will do anything to ulala plain and simple. So I want to protect you, your dignity. I want to protect your heart. I would not re-engage romantically with this man. Friendship, for sure, if you want to, but don't believe the hype or it will be shame on you. So please follow your intuition and you shall not be disappointed. Good luck to you and good luck with the move. Thanks for the voicemail. You call the next. If you've been listening to The Rendezvous at night, you know that I love your love stories, your romantic stories. And why? Because in this crazy world we live in of tension, of division, and every difficult thing everybody has to go through. If you ever open the news, anytime I hear somebody doing something good for somebody they love, it just makes my day, makes my night, I feel more relaxed. So, if you have a love story to share, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Amber. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Amber. So you have a love story you want to share with me tonight on the rendezvous, right? Yes.
0: yes. So my boyfriend and I have been together for two years. And recently, um, we decided to go to New York together and just take a little vacation and, um, you know, see the city. And when we got there, he immediately took me to Central Park and we got a carriage with the horses Mm-hmm. and which is so that's always been my dream to ride around central park in a horse carriage okay. and we were riding around and and then he proposed to me on the carriage and wow. in new york and it was so beautiful and it was so amazing and that was i don't know how he knew but that's exactly how i wanted it to happen and i'm so excited
1: <laughs> well I, I listen first of all congratulations i want to I know Exactly. Go slow motion. How did he propose to you on the carriage?
0: So, after we were riding around for, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes and admiring the views, he kind of tried to get down on one knee, but it's hard in a carriage. So, he (laughs) kind of turned to me and then he said, I have a very important question that I want to ask you. And I was like, sure, okay. And he pulls out of his pocket the ring and he said, I... Love you so much. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Will you marry me?
1: <laughs> and you said
0: And I said, yes, of course. yes
1: <laughs> Now, and then how did you feel when that happened? What was the feelings
0: i was I was so overwhelmed and, and you know I, I've known he was the one, and I wanted the moment to be perfect, and it absolutely was. i I can't explain how overcome with joy and, and happiness I was in that moment.
1: Listen, congratulations to both of you. I mean, I've heard a lot of stories and beautiful stories, each of them. This one is great. It's the first time, and I've been doing the rendezvous for years, that somebody told me they got engaged on a carriage in Central Park. So, And I know Central Park well, and I think it's very romantic. So congrats Mm -hmm. to both of you. I'm happy. And and credits to him. Let's give him credit to know exactly what was your dream uh, location to be proposed.
3: Mm -hmm. Thank you. you. Thank you so much.
1: You're most welcome, Amber. Congratulations and have a good night. You too. Thank you. Last question for you. If you had to choose between stability and chemistry in your relationship, which one do you need the most? Let's talk about that next. If you had to choose between stability and chemistry in your relationship, which one do you need the most? And actually, I posted that very question on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. You can check it out for you votes. And here are the results of your vote. 53% of you said chemistry more important than stability. And 47% of you said I need stability more than chemistry. And I must say that without chemistry, I can't be in a relationship. I can be friends. cannot be in a romantic relationship without attraction. But that's just me. Thank you so much for listening to the Rendezvous tonight. And bonne nuit.
3: The rendezvous with Simon Marcel.